0: I'm Katie, I'm Kylie, and this is You're Not Paranoid. Anyways,
1: here we
0: are. Katie. Hello, Kylie. Hey, no one ever says, I feel like you don't say my name. Is that- say my name,
1: say my name when we're recording a podcast. Say
0: hello, Kylie. That's what I'll do. Hello, that's Kylie. Name, hello, Kylie. <laughs> it kind of sounds like Hello Kitty, but you can say hello, oh, Kylie.
1: Oh, you, that could be your like little logo, and then oh, hello,
0: Like animated. I like that. Yeah. Oh, that'd be kind of a cute tagline. Like hello, Kylie. Like my column. Like if I was mm-hmm. had my own column, such as Sex in the City, and it would be. People would write in. They'd say, hello, Kylie, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. MG. But what would my column be? If it was not Sex in the City and it wasn't about sex, would it be about the city? Like, what would it be about podcasts? What do you think would be my thing? Hmm. Maybe movies. Mm -hmm. Like, they'd ask me questions about movies. Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, yeah. I guess advice column. I was just thinking of, like, opinion
0: yeah that's fair I like that yeah about movies that would be oh that gave me the chills that makes me excited isn't that weird no I like shows and movies and I have so many opinions I can't control myself yeah yeah but anyways what would yours be if I had an article if I had a column
1: it could be sports. Yeah, you're pretty sporty. If, if I lived in New York. Yeah. New York. Um, or maybe like history. But I don't know. It's yeah. like
0: not really what goes in newspapers. You never know. We can make our own newspaper and then have our own columns on what people the actually want to read. We're going to revitalize them. And I don't know what I'm doing right now. I'm trying to like get comfortable in my chair.
1: We're like, so we're going to take, like, you know, like the blogs. So, (laughs) what if you put that on paper and a blog paper? Mailed it to people.
0: Like, Blaper. Mm hmm. Yeah. That actually would be kind of funny. So, instead of newspaper doing like mini books, like a catalog, that's just a blog. We'd call mm-hmm. it a catalog. <laughs> mm-hmm. The because it wouldn't be news, so that's the difference. Mm-hmm. It could be yeah, like a catalog. So you get to read through different blogs, and then we highlight a different blog each week, and then everyone gets to read about it. Mm-hmm. And then they have to actually go online to read about the blog more, but they can get like a little like taster in the catalog.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is that weird? no i feel like everything goes like like
1: retro so it's like oh the cool thing now is like like paper versions of blogs
0: as long as it doesn't feel like newspaper because i'm that person i cannot stand well i also just don't like sticky fingers in general but like newspaper has like that that inky feel it gets
1: all over your hands and stuff
0: yeah, we're in 2022 fix your paper yeah. or your <laughs> for real read. well they probably like, don't have yeah. the money to <laughs> that's why yeah. it's dying if you stop making smudgy newspaper newspaper would be revitalized i guarantee it mm-hmm. i'm not gonna give you your money back though because i don't have any money to spare but <laughs> you know what i'm saying that would be way better that's probably why people like magazines I guess that's like what the time is.
1: Well, because magazines, I feel like if you're like reading them on the beach and that's on your leg and then it still transfers.
0: Yeah.
1: Ink, but not as much as the news. Yeah,
0: I guess you're right. I know. We'll circle back. We'll circle back. We'll circle, we'll back. circle back. Circle back. Yeah.
1: yeah. Synergy. Um <laughs> i do have an update for you yay i am one and a half weeks off caffeine what (laughs) yeah basically after we recorded that i stopped
0: you look good like not that you you didn't look good before but you look like awake and i'm still
1: not sleeping so good but some people say it could take a few months
0: Whoa! yeah that's right Everything we need to like it. re-regulate itself detox yeah yeah how are you emotionally like are you happy um i feel
1: like still like the issues but mm-hmm. i feel like at work I don't it's weird because it's like I'm I feel tired because I'm not sleeping well still kind of but Mm -hmm. then I I don't feel tired in the same way if that makes sense and then I also don't feel I think having the caffeine would make stressful or like my stress or anxiety like exaggerated yeah so I don't feel that like racing heart rate or like some of the more like physical symptoms of my anxiety whoa hmm so it is hard though because I my parents have bought like some new flavors of soda and I would really like to try it and yeah
0: yeah because you're off caffeine so would you would you drink decaf or is that too like yeah so I bought that
1: I bought that brand it I guess they make more than so they actually make like a ground coffee I thought I was getting like the tea bags
0: Mm -hmm. because they
1: sell that too but so it's like I guess it's decaf coffee but I don't even think it's actual like coffee grounds it's like I think herbal and maybe some sort of decaf coffee Mm -hmm. um so I'll make that in the morning I make a um creamer that's like protein powder and milk yeah like as my um creamer and that kind of like is the majority of the taste but I don't think it's bad. And then when I work out, I just use my non-stimulant. Yeah, because you're not doing so it's pre-workout. Like the, so it's still the routine is the same.
0: And I'm so not still
1: drinking something, yeah. Yeah, I'm not counting chocolate because I feel like that was like small – like That's minimal yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I, and yeah. But I'm not really having like a ton of chocolate anyway.
0: I was going to say so are your – okay. Okay, so many questions um do you feel so less stressed that's good but do you still feel awake in the morning
1: Mm, yeah it's kind of the weird thing is like I do feel tired but then and it's almost like it's a natural tired or something I don't know how (laughs) to explain it it's not like because like the it goes like you go from being sleepy to like like ready to go wow like right like a gradual oh no sorry i was talking about like when i'm on caffeine
0: Uh, like you don't really
1: get to experience i feel like like, the natural like getting up yeah so i mean i am feeling like sinus headaches at the end of the day yeah and that's kind of different um so i'm wondering if it's like I do have some residual caffeine at night left over Mm -hmm. like if I do process it slowly and then so my body's like where is it because that is something and I don't know if it could be and that's the thing too it's like everything's connected like I have a hard time falling asleep and so I was like is that because there's still some caffeine or is it anxiety Mm. or is it both probably
0: all of it yeah do you Uh. take melatonin um not consistently because I I don't know. There's a lot of like mixed reviews on how good it is for you. I mm-hmm. take five milligrams like almost pretty much every night and it helps me. It gives me just enough to get to sleep. Mm-hmm. But hmm, I don't know if that would help or at least be like a temporary while you're still detoxing.
1: Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, there's definitely I feel like The first few days, it was kind of rough, like Mm -hmm. feeling like brain fog and kind of sluggish. Um, I'm curious to see if I will feel better, like in a few more weeks. But then I'm going on vacation. So then I'm like, I'm removing myself from like all the stress. Because that's the thing Mm. I noticed, like when I go on vacation, like all my tummy issues like go away. Yeah. I think like the stress goes into my tummy. Me too. So then I'm like, caffeine's probably not, like, the culprit, but it's not helping. Amplifies. Yeah, so that's why I think, guys, I just need to just a little clean slate and see what's going on. But, you know, like, everything else, like, I haven't been eating super good, so that would be, like, the next, like, add-on.
0: Yeah. Well, you got to do it in waves. You can't do it all Mm -hmm. at once or else you're going to, like, pendulum right back. Right. Yeah. And that's how not I usually I, am. Same. Not saying I don't have faith in you, but it happens.
1: <laughs> no, it's like the, it's like no caffeine. And I'm going to work out seven days a week. And then I'm going to yes. like not have any sugar. And then I'm going to like eat five vegetables at each meal. And then this yes. and that, and then it's like, you mess up one day and you're like, Oh, I guess I'm just going to have cake I'm- for dinner and yeah. three cans of Coke tomorrow. <laughs> exactly it's this so like yeah all or nothing that's little at a time mm-hmm. but i will say it was way less harder than i thought whoa but i also okay. don't know if i'm like stubborn you are and i was just like how eh, helps but i am i think it helps i haven't knock on wood been getting the headaches
0: mm-hmm.
1: like the like the caffeine withdrawal ones I think yeah. it would have been a lot harder. And then the migraine excedron that I really like mm-hmm. has caffeine in it.
0: And uh, so then I was
1: like, well, technically, I couldn't do that.
0: Isn't isn't that ironic? The thing that could help the thing has the thing.
1: Mhm.
0: Uh, yeah, it's funny because every day since we did that episode, I've been thinking about I need this. I think thing, that's what like, it do I need this? Mhm. Yeah, it crosses my mind every single day.
1: It's still, I still think about it too. Uh,
0: okay, but other question for you. Mm-hmm. Is this experience something that you want to experiment f- and see how long you can go? Or is it like a permanent life change? Like where are you at? Um, I'm still – I still don't want to waste
1: all the pre-workout that I have. <laughs> yeah stored up um I think I want to give it like what that the girl that I'm following Mm -hmm. um she was saying like three months like she's been off at three months and like that's when she's really noticing like she said she's noticed stuff as like like PMS symptoms are not as bad um Mm -hmm. like natural energy like she's kind of like found the natural like like feeling tired and then feeling awake like it's kind of like she says it's like her body is kind of like reset I'd kind of like to get to that point yeah and then maybe like see overall like how my anxiety stress is doing Mm
0: -hmm. and if
1: I have other ways that I'm managing that
0: Mm -hmm. then I
1: might add a little because um, now I'm but, actually being strict, like no soda, no this. Yeah. I think after a certain point, it, it, I would like to be like, oh, I'll have a soda for lunch and then not right, be like a big
0: deal. Yeah, but not because you like need it, but because exactly. you want it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Just even talking about it gets me antsy. Like <laughs> yeah, I feel I know like you I'm feel all like I'm all jittery. Around. I'm like, I don't know about this. <laughs> I just like I just like the experience and the social and the being at the airport and all that not so like, I know I
1: will say that's just, something that I really like to do is like find the new like local coffee shops
0: yeah but most of them have
1: decaf so I've just been getting decaf
0: yeah. or like tea yeah I just I really like chai tea lattes and mm. I don't know that I'd be able to live without that but yeah. would you
1: be able to know if it was a decaf espresso
0: but chai has caffeine in it doesn't it? oh chai does too I'm pretty sure
1: uh, so there's our new our next business venture decaf chai, decaf chai.
0: <laughs> oh Kai Decaf chai yeah I have to look into that yeah I think like just the thought of it being a permanent thing just gives me anxiety yeah so if you ever did it you couldn't think about it like that yeah I'd have to that's what and that's why I asked you I'm like what's your mindset like what do you
1: because I I'm that like person you do... You do good with goals and stuff, though, and I feel like you're a determined person, so I think if you set, like, a goal for, like, okay, for the next two days, like, you know, if you make it small,
0: I feel like you could do it. That's where I feel, yeah, because I I tend to be a little bit all or nothing, where Mm -hmm. I'm, like, I'll be like on the podcast, I need caffeine. And then in three months, I'm like, I literally don't need it. And I will never drink it again. And then like two weeks later, I'll be like, I just had the best coffee of my entire life. You know, so I just, Mm -hmm. I'm going to own that. I'm, I wouldn't call it hypocritical. I think it's more like passionate. I get real excited Mm -hmm. about how I'm feeling. If I feel good, I'm going to tell you about it. Mm -hmm. There um, There was a meme the other day that said, um something to the extent of like I know my life is falling apart but I really have some good advice for you I'm like (laughs) oh sometimes I feel like that's me but like not so dramatic Mm -hmm. like but the thing that you're struggling with like you know something's working for like three days and you're like oh my god let me tell you Mm -hmm. about this I just like to share I just want people to feel good too yeah I hope it but I'm so proud of you good job thank you Thanks. It literally makes me nervous for you, though. I don't know why. Isn't that so <laughs> wild? Like, why do I feel like that? I don't know. It's like the I, I don't know. see. That's, it's like that, I'm like addiction more like is that bad? You're like, like the,
1: you're you're acting as the caffeine of like. Whoa.
0: Yeah. I'm and like, I'm just like it's you? all good, baby. Yeah. <laughs> just the thought of not having my coffee tomorrow morning is like, oh no, like it's gonna be a bad day.
1: Like, but you uh, don't really drink soda that much do you
0: no i just drink drink it's just coffee no but like black yeah like Folgers, straight from the straight from the tub (laughs) i don't even add water i just like put some water in my mouth you just (laughs) you dissolve what do we call dry 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 scoop my coffee oh oh can you imagine Anyways, Anda, you're going to be making that face in that reaction for this episode as well. Oh. (laughs) I don't know if I'm ready for this. I know. This is, okay. Okay. So also, I'm that person who forgets things. I'm really hoping you haven't heard this story before because I feel like I'll I'll see something and I'm like, oh my God, this is so insane. You're like, yeah, I've heard that and seen it and listened on the podcast and I saw a documentary. I'm hoping that you haven't.
1: Is it a recent Netflix true crime documentary?
0: The answer is no for 500. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Then maybe so I haven't. Um, so let's, let's dive in. As you guys, as a reminder um, from last week, we decided to do a new format for our episodes where one of us tells the other a story or whatever that episode topic is. So I'll be talking this week. Katie doesn't know what I'm talking about at all. Mm -mm. And so it'll be uh, all very candid reactions. Nothing is practiced, folks. Everything you're seeing is happening on the spot. (laughs) This is not rehearsed. This is a live performance. I feel nervous now. No, I know. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'll do my best. Um, Also, trigger warnings. There is... um, you know, horrible topics that we discuss in these episodes sometimes. And this is one of them. So if you're not in the mindset or headspace rather to listen, then that's totally okay. Go ahead and skip to the next episode. Unless that one's bad too, then skip that one too. (laughs) (laughs) We have some earlier ones. If you're a new listener, you can go back and listen. We have our episodes in the titles. So you can pick and choose. That's the cool thing about labeling things I am also gonna tell you a story such like last episode where it's in chronological order why are you laughing
1: I, I really thought you were gonna be like I'm also talking about the FLDS oh my
0: gosh just like a different segment it's of like, That's yeah the twist that would be and you were like laughing I'm like this isn't funny I know sorry. oh man I know I get nervous laughter okay So this actually, this is a, this happened, this story is based in, um, it starts as early as the 1920s in the United States. But when you're, but when we're, the crazy thing about this story, or it's real, this horrible story, is that it doesn't feel like it's in the 1920s. That's the weird thing.
1: (laughs) Well, no, what? I was gonna
0: make a bad joke oh gosh well we're in the 2020s so I guess mm-hmm. oh that was like 100 years ago Why is why am I just now realizing that ew this didn't feel that old until I just said it out loud that's so weird <laughs> that just feels like 70 years ago but then that makes me feel yeah I know old. time ew. stops
1: at 2000 for me
0: completely yes or at least like yeah 2000 like yeah
1: Whenever I calculate stuff, I'm like, oh, that's not that long ago because I think yeah. in my mind 2000.
0: Yes, <laughs> same. The math is easier. Okay. So it's summer in August, uh, summertime in LA, August 14th, 1935. There's a man named Robert James. Um, originally, he went by Raymond Lazenba. And he ties his wife. To a kitchen table but before we go down that road let's tell you the part before that how we got to that point Raymond is from Alabama born in 1894 that's super long time ago he attended barber school he was sent there by his uncle growing up In 1914, I'm kind of, it's like a paraphrase. There's a lot to this story. So it's like paraphrasing, skipping around a little bit, but Mm -hmm. chronological order. Times barber school. And by 1914, so let's say, let's do some math. He is 14 plus six, 20 years old. Sure. Around 20, he marries Maude Duncan. And after some time, I'm going to say within 10 years ish, they get divorced due to his. Sadistic Dark Tendencies. Is this the Sweeney Todd story? <laughs> you would think, but it's not. Okay. After he gets divorced from Maude, he moves to Kansas, and he meets Sarah May in 1925. I have a question years real quick. later.
1: Sure. So she listed that on her divorce papers,
0: I don't know that it was on the divorce papers, but it was in quotes. So So I was going to say like interviewed.
1: Okay, because that's kind of like you would think maybe someone would ask a question if she wrote that on her divorce papers.
0: Yeah, I think it was just I don't know. I didn't dig into it, but that's something that was specified and highlighted where it's like foreshadowing, you know? Yeah, I don't like this already. Yeah, this is going to get worse. So then he moves to Kansas, meets Vera May in 1925 about 10 years later. Everything seemed okay until at some point in their marriage, while he's at his barber shop, a man barges in with a shotgun and calls him out for like uh, sleeping with the man's daughter, and which I'm assuming was statutory rape because they didn't say her age, but assuming it's his daughter and he's mad, And she's pregnant Mm. and, um, around that same time, he ends up collecting some life insurance on his uncle. And so he takes that money and skips town, avoids all that, that craziness that he caused and, um, that poor girl anyways. So we are now going to, he ends up in Fargo, North Dakota, you know what happens in Fargo, mm-hmm. and he meets Winona Wallace at his barbershop. Uh, they get married, and he takes out a life insurance policy immediately in her name for fourteen thousand dollars. Now, I didn't google this, but I do want to look up real fast what that equates to today's money. That sounds a like part. a lot, right? Whoa. So, in today's dollars, so he takes out, he gets married to Winona Wallace, takes out, immediately takes out life insurance policy on her for $14,000, which for today is the equivalent of approximately $245,000. Dang. It's, it's a lot. Wow. Three months later, they go on their honeymoon to Colorado Springs Uh-oh. and they're going up to the mountains for a beautiful mountain drive. But while driving, he says that his wife lost control and drove over the side of the mountain. So the car goes over the side of the cliff. He jumps out just in time. Oh, of course. His wife is trapped inside. Because he jumped out, he runs to get help, get the, you know, get any kind of help he can possibly get. But when they get back, her head is terribly wounded. And I think this was later, later found out, but meanwhile, in the back of the, in the trunk of the car, there's a bloody hammer. <gasps> so while she's recovering, so they, you know, she survives the car accident. Oh, really? Yep. She spends up spending two weeks in the hospital that has zero memory of what happened from the car accident. And so they take, finally, they take her home to recover and he's taking care of her and he goes out for groceries. And, um, when he gets back, he finds her in the bathtub dead floating in the water. Hmm. When he talked to the medical examiner, he said that she was super self-conscious of her head wound and really wanted to wash her hair because she felt embarrassed which was against the doctor's orders. He said that when he got back, she was found in the tub. I can't remember where I left off. <laughs> and, um, oh, that she was self-conscious about how her hair looked after the head injury because she couldn't really, you know, when it's a head injury, you can't really wash anything, mm-hmm. even if it's an arm injury, whatever you're trying to avoid. So you can keep it dry and clean. And that. She- When he found her, he was telling the medical examiner, she probably was washing her hair and slipped and fell and hit her head. And um, so it was ruled an accidental drowning, and he got that $14,000. Wow. He goes back to Alabama, which is where he's from, and he begins to have an incestuous relationship with his 18-year-old niece. No. I know. He then heads out to California, but on the way, they—that's like their plan is to get to California, but they take a pause in New Orleans and now it's 1934 and he marries Ruth Thomas. Um, But the problem was when they got married, he let her know we're taking out an insurance policy on you because this is what I do. And she said, "Uh, no, thank you. And he annuls the marriage oh and she's quoted i don't have it right in front of me actually i might let me see she reports saying people who take out a life insurance policy shortly end up dead Mm. he's not wrong that's why this story feels so right it feels timeless um so uh instead of taking one out and not being now he's not married to um ruth thomas anymore so instead he he still needs money right some of my some of my storytelling by the way is going to be a little sarcastic because i'm like this guy's an asshole so he obviously still needs money so he goes ahead and he takes one out uh, an insur- life insurance policy on his nephew who is super accident prone hmm. and his nephew is home from the military uh, while his nephew's home, you know, when you come home from military, you don't really have any, you know, all your stuff because you're used to being in the military, so some visiting. He says, yeah, you can borrow my car, no problem. Loans his uh, nephew his car, and his nephew drives off a cliff huh. and dies. And when the mechanic, one of the mechanics who inspected the vehicle after the crash to kind of figure out what went wrong, how did he... You know, you can be accident prone, but driving off a cliff is kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're in the military, so you're probably like a pretty, I don't know, you know how to drive a car. It's not like, you know, and the mechanics said it looked like there was some tampering with the steering wheel, Hmm. but it wasn't looked into. He got the money and moved on. So now he is headed back to California with his niece. Now we're in March of 1935, and he meets um, Mary Bush, who uh, everywhere he went, by the way, every time he moved, he opened a barbershop because that's what he did. So he was constantly Mm. opening a new barbershop every time he went somewhere. Um, And oftentimes the way he met the women were they were like applying for jobs or they were at the barbershop or something like that. But everything is through the barbershop. That's like a big part of the story. his uh, self and and he's a barber so mary bush actually applies to be a manicurist at his barbershop and about a month after she got the job he convinces her to marry him what does he do he takes out an insurance policy on her for ten thousand dollars and about three months later she's pregnant Oh, he has a customer who comes to him quite a bit and he confides in him. This guy's name is Charles Hope. And he says, I'm going to paraphrase something along the lines of, we need to figure out how to make her death look unsuspicious so we can collect the insurance policy life insurance policy money because this is his mo he's already done it like 12 times Yeah, and so he actually first tried and this is where this is going actually i'll just tell you and then i'll tell you the other thing i was going to say they first tried to kill her with black widows what to make it look like an accident, like the spiders. Yeah, black widows. Ew, ew. But it, it doesn't work for whatever reason. They so, just like put them on her? They didn't go into detail, but they did Ugh. try to use black widows. That was the first attempt of her murder. The second attempt, Charles Hope, the accomplice, goes to a, an exotic snake salesperson and says, oh, I have this crazy rabbit problem. I need a couple snakes. And so he brings Raymond two diamondback rattlesnakes and he names them Lightning and Lethal. Hmm. So the reason this story even came up to begin with, by the way, and this is that thing I was going to say earlier, then I was like, was because the first thing I Googled was uh, people using animals to commit murder. Mm-hmm. this was one of the stories that came up. So you may know where this is going.
1: That's a very specific Google search.
0: <laughs> it was, and it gave me a story that is <laughs> wow. terrifying. So now we're here. He has lightning and lethal. She's three months pregnant and they're at home. And as we know, he has sadistic and dark tendencies. He blindfolds and ties Mary to a table in the kitchen. And he tells her that the reason she's tied up is because there's a doctor on the way. He's going to give her an abortion. Oh, God. Yeah. Instead, Charles Hope is in the garage somewhere. And while she's blindfolded and thinks that a doctor is coming, he actually brings in a box of lightning and lethal, and they put her leg inside the box with the two diamondback rattlesnakes. (sighs) She gets bit three times, and they're just sitting there now waiting for the venom to go throughout her body and for her to die. They mentioned that they didn't really do their research when they did this um, in terms of how how snakes actually, how the venom actually kills someone or which types of snakes are the most dangerous and whatnot. And so they think it's gonna happen instantly. They're like, let's, you know, they're waiting for her to to pass so then they can roll it an accident, but, or I'm suspicious, can't make that connection but um, it's not working fast enough for them, they say. So instead they take her to the bathtub and they drown her. Oh, but they can't just, they have to make it unsuspicious. So then what do they do with her body? They drag it out to the fish pond and place it next to the fish pond so that it looks like a drowning in the fish pond. By the way, hmm. fish ponds aren't very deep, so how that looks unsuspicious is beyond me.
1: And she just randomly would have like snake bites and swelling and stuff on her leg. So
0: here we go. The next day, he goes to work, like everything's normal. Leaves are there. Hmm. Leaves are at the fish pond. Okay. So, And he goes to work acting like everything's the same as it always is. And he actually invites his coworkers over for dinner. And the coworkers get there and um, he's with them and they're expecting that um, Mary would be already making dinner the way that at that time, wives would just already automatically be making dinner and excited to see everybody coming over. But they get there and they're like, where's, where's Mary? Why isn't she making dinner? He's like, oh, I don't know. I actually haven't seen her. And he starts playing the worried husband. Mm. So they go looking for her. And he suggests they look out by the pond. This guy's like beyond me. So they go looking by the pond and they find her deceased with a Black and blue leg with (laughs) puncture wounds in it. They rule it an accidental drowning. Mm, Okay. So he goes to do what he always does, which is collect life insurance on her. But this time they're pushing back. There is this whole thing and it ends up becoming like a lawsuit with the life insurance policy or life insurance company where they're not giving him the money and he's mad. And so it turns into this whole big thing. And during um, during this time while the lawsuit's going on, things start they started digging in and trying to find out because I think it was I think it was something something to the effect of the life insurance policy questioning how she died. Like was this a real like is this mm-hmm. natural or did she like kill herself because there's certain, you know types of death that qualify yeah that you can collect insurance on which just sounds so horrible um Mm -hmm. when you when you really think about it like that during this process the accomplice charles hope speaks out Uh oh he's like she didn't die by drowning the meanwhile this is months later the funeral's happened everything's happened she's been buried like everything's done but the the lawsuit's still going on hopes hope is like no this is this is actually what happened and he sounds crazy right he's like Mm -hmm.
1: no i bought
0: i bought two snakes and then i gave it i gave it to raymond and this is and then we put her leg in a box like it sounds nuts especially for like the 1930s um it's very exotic right to have Mm -hmm. rattlesnakes like maybe today it's a little bit more I don't know. It's still exotic, but I feel like people are more aware of that. We're back in the day. I feel like that would be totally insane. And they're not really believing him, but they're like, he seems, he seems convinced. So we're going to, they exhume her body to see if her body, oh, wow. if his story matches what, what happened and they find bite marks in her leg. And so Uh-oh. they go and They're like, how are we going to prove that it was him though? Because this Charles guy is saying it was, he bought it for him. So Mm -hmm. then it's awkward, but he's saying that he actually did it, but who's to say, because everybody at the barbershop loves him. You know, he was wondering where his wife was. So the police bug his house to try to find out more about, like, can we find out what happened? And. You know, it's the 1930s, so them bugging the house is them just kind of doing surveillance for quite some time, Um, and they actually heard, they like, while they're listening in, they heard him have, um, you know, sounds like sex with multiple women and his niece, Mm -hmm. and so that's actually what they, they go, and they confirm it's his niece. They go and arrest him uh, for incest because at the time it was a felony in California. Mm. I don't know what it is now. And it got me kind of wondering, but I didn't dig into that at the moment. So now he's arrested just to at least get him locked up. Right. And then they open, they also charge, like once they, you know, question him and all that, they end up charging him also for her um, murder. So the trial begins In June of 1936, and they call him, this is where it gets, this is where it's pretty frustrating too, is the media just ate this guy up because apparently for the times he was attractive and, you know, good looking. So the titles were Rattlesnake James and Barbershop Casanova for a- For a guy that murdered his wife, you know, allegedly because he's on trial. And so Mm -hmm. they literally have pictures of him posing in his jail cell, (laughs) like with a cigar in his hand, like being all whatever for the news. Like that's what they focused on, not heaven forbid Mm -hmm. they focus on him murdering his wife. This trial goes on for quite some time, six years later. I mean, you know, justice system is not ideal or streamlined. Those are not words that we are synonymous with the justice system. And this is the 1930s. So six years later, So he is, sorry, he's found guilty. Okay. Thank heavens. And actually now that I think about it, they didn't go into too much detail. Um, I want to say, I want to say that he was also charged... Oh, by the way, the Charles Hope Mm -hmm. guy—he was bragging about how he got away with murder because he did. He was there when uh, the wife Mary died, and he was bragging Mm -hmm. at a bar when he was drunk about how he got away with murder. And then they told the police, and he got arrested too. (laughs) Idiots. I mean, thank God he got brought to justice too. Yeah. Yeah. This particular. um, This particular article didn't didn't say if he was actually found guilty but you know i like what he was found guilty of but this is important to me so i'm gonna do this really quick um i'm trying to find what else he was like if he was found guilty for those other two his um uh the wife from the axe, you know the one where Mm he what was her name uh winona wallace and then his uh, his nephew and then mary um I think he was only convicted for Mary, for Mary Bush. Um, but they, fe- but they do. You know, if the mo fits. Then it's like they probably. It probably was also them. It's kind of hard. It's frustrating because we only have so many articles to go off of. So I wish I had mm-hmm. like more detailed information. I'd probably have to actually go into the archives of themselves to pick mm-hmm. that up and find out. But anyways. Another interesting thing is that there is a lot of discrepancies across the different websites I looked at and articles I read on what the bail amount actually was. So sometimes people are like, it was 14,000. Some people are like, it was 20,000. So I'm doing my best with what I got. But now we're here. He is found guilty and is sentenced to death. Oh, wow. He, um, let's see. So it's May 1942 at San Quentin prison. He was put to death by hanging and took 10 minutes for Mm -hmm. him to take his last breath during the hanging process. And the other interesting part, interesting air quotes is that he was actually the last person in the history of California to be put to death by hanging. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Interesting. That is the story of the rattlesnake asshole. Wow. What I'm calling him. Yeah, I feel like that's
1: the names of the rattlesnakes. You're not going to do lightning and thunder. (laughs) That was my first... My first qualm. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's...
0: just It's kind of like the
1: staircase where it's like, what are the odds that, like, someone else you knew died falling down the stairs? Like, what are the odds that, like, your other marriages...
0: And nephew.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Just all these people you know just...
0: And that you happen to insurance. have life
1: insurance policies on. Just happen to die and uh, then you move away.
0: Yeah. There's just, there's no way. And that's what, and that, see, that's why I thank you for mentioning the staircase. That also is what crossed my mind. And that's what made me think or want to say that this doesn't feel like a 1920s story. It feels kind of like a, a timeless story because there's so many people who do this
1: mm-hmm
0: like what is life insurance for like why are you allowed to take it on, on out on another person like that's my yeah like I thought life insurance was something you take out for yourself for your family like I didn't know yeah so like does that like when he's taking it out on her
1: is that just because legally like if it's hers like everything goes to the husband type of thing or can like without her permission he take one out you know what i mean because the other I one feel like
0: they take it yeah because
1: the one girl was like nah and then he couldn't right so it makes it sound like the wife has to be in on it
0: can you take out and <laughs> this not look super sketchy <laughs> and you're
1: googling murders with animals (laughs) oh my gosh I'm gonna tip off the
0: police on you oh gosh as long as no one around me dies we're good um and yeah okay how did oh oh no I didn't ask how to okay so it says you can't take out a life insurance policy on a stranger or even someone you just casually know you have to have an insurable interest in that person. That's one of the requirements of buying a policy for someone else. And the other is consent. So an insurable interest, you know, to buy a policy for someone else, you need to be able to show a life insurance company that you would suffer financially if that person died. To put it bluntly, insurers don't want to incentivize someone to shorten someone else's life. They want to see that you benefit from that person being alive. Well, that just doesn't sound But then good. if
1: the a policy is more than what they
0: contribute to you. Yeah. Over whichever, yeah. The person, so consent from the insured. The person on whom you are buying the policy, the insured, must be involved in the application process. They'll have to go through underwriting process, which involves answering questions and in most questions, questions Questions. in most in most cases taking a life insurance medical exam the insured will also have to sign the application and then the exception to this rule is if you're buying life insurance for a child which i don't think i how can a child financially benefit you oh uh maybe just like you're being wanting to be alive um Okay, so this is these are scenarios for which a person, the person you want to insure, would be an insurable interest to you. Your spouse, the most practical, would be if they're the breadwinner, and then, you know, they die. Um, but your spouse has to know and participate. Your business partner. You can take one out on them. <laughs> hey, Kylie, um, I want to go to the bank tomorrow. <laughs> think of it as a prenup for business partners. So life insurance is used to fund a buy-sell agreement. If one of the partner dies, a key employee in your business, uh, your own child. So the goal isn't to provide a financial safety net because you aren't likely relying on your child. Instead, it would guarantee that the child will be insurable even if they develop a health condition later in life okay you can do one on it whoa this is getting interesting your parents you can it's getting even better your former spouse it's actually oh. more common for people to buy insurance on a former spouse. Well, that seems like you're A plus B equals C. Right? If the divorced spouse is getting spousal support or child support payments, or they have a very valid insurable interest for that, who they're providing support. In fact, the purchase of life insurance might even be ordered by the court during divorce proceedings.
1: Okay,
0: all of that just sounds sketchy. Yes, your parents. You can take out on your parents um, and you can do that to help cover funeral costs and final expenses for them. Um, And then if you're a co-signer on any of their loans, then you can help them pay off the debts when they pass. It could also be helpful to do life insurance with long-term care benefits. Now we're just giving you helpful advice. (laughs) (laughs) If your parents need to be, you know, um, have extended care, like in a, in a assisted living. Um, hmm, Your sibling. (laughs) Um, If you were to need to hire care for your parents, but you couldn't do it by yourself. You can take an insurance policy out on your sibling, and then you're the beneficiary, and then the payout, the payout would help cover the cost of your parents' care. However, though, what I want to know is how do you know they're using the money for the right thing?
1: Exactly. Because technically. It just sounds so weird, like, like, I don't know, that kind of stuff It's like, it just makes people seem
0: like property. It's it's very awkward, right? It's kind of like writing a will because, like, you're going to die someday, which is mm-hmm. – uh, I don't like it, but it's true. Hey, maybe we won't because we'll be immortalized forever in the podcast world. <laughs> but um, – uh that's one way to reason to have a podcast let all of our wills be known it'll be recorded and broadcast <laughs> mm-hmm. to the whole world no but um yeah it's weird to bring out take out an insurance policy on someone else
1: this is like great. i want
0: to make sure i benefit from your death
1: financially
0: but not more than i would benefit from you living but if you already yeah. don't benefit from them living then what's to stop them And also that just makes me feel worse and weird about all the people who have died after getting an insurance policy taken out on them. Like, what does that person say to them to convince them to sign off on it? Mm -hmm. You know, because it's really sad. They're taking advantage of them. Uh.
1: Yeah. And it's also interesting, the one that the marriage got annulled. Like talking about it being like so long ago, yeah. But it sounds like that was already a thing
0: then. Yeah, and like she She just knew, like, oh, taking Mm out insurance policies means you're gonna die. Mm -hmm. Like, that's that's what and that's why that whole story just felt like, are we what year are we actually in? Because this feels like that's not a thing, but apparently it was. Yeah. So. Mm. Yeah, pretty crazy, right? Yeah. That's not yeah originally originally I was just going to talk about um that poor lead his poor wives he had like five or seven I think they said they might not have accounted for all of them even and it's oh, wow um because obviously he was just like a player and just wanted money and he was super gross and, and incestuous and all those things Ugh. yeah but it sounds um, weird like because he was also
1: like I don't know successful enough to like open up his own barbershops not like just work at one yeah so that's kind of weird too
0: I think it I think the way that the way I'm kind of gauging it from the articles is that his looks played into his favor based Mm -hmm. on the fact that the newspaper was just calling him rattlesnake was it randy or whatever (laughs) ray and the barbershop casanova I'm sorry this is a man on trial for murdering his wife. Can we dial it back a little bit? That'd be like... People calling... Like the headlines of the newspaper being like... Oh, Ted Bundy is like... So whatever. Well,
1: like, they did think he was hot. Yeah, but... but
0: that would be the headline?
1: like <laughs> hey, look at this hot... Hot piece of meat.
0: Yes. Yeah. And he's not And like... Ew. No. Also... What people think are hot back in the '20s. I mean, even the '80s.
1: Yeah, I want to see what this guy looks
0: like. Yeah, I could actually. I'll send you a pic. We'll post a pic too. He's. I mean, he's not. It's hilarious because one of the photos is like him with a double chin, looking over his shoulder. I'm like, what? How is that? That's That's not hot. Um, but Mary Bush was very beautiful
1: Mm.
0: and he just looks like a sketchy son of a bitch with a double chin so that's that yeah and it was in uh, Los Angeles so that's what makes it all even more sensationalized Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. but yeah they actually have the article on this article so we'll post that too. It looks it's pretty, it's just like
1: looks like fake, it actually. That's really like. what it
0: was. Yeah, that's actually wow. what it looks like. So yeah. anyways, that is the story of that castle. Wow. And that's that. Sorry, I think I just like slowly sank into my chair. <laughs> I'm just like, ew 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 ew, 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 ew. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Okay, good. Not that. We want to hear about these things all the time, but crazy, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Originally, I was going to do all the stories from the article about people who use animals to commit murders. But then I kept reading on this one, and I'm like, I can't. I have to talk about this. And also, the other ones were also snakes. Really? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. For a big one, because they – eat everything
1: yeah
0: or pigs they're just yeah, they don't know yeah but um i can put that link up there too though there are some like pretty pretty horrific ones in there yikes like serial killers that are using pigs and luring people in and they don't leave Ew. super vicky and horrible for those victims. Those victims. Um, but that was the horrible story of this episode. So thanks for being here for it. And we learned about insur- life insurance policies. And by the <laughs> way, that was from Forbes.com. So thank you to Forbes. Shout for, out, Forbes, for uh, getting us up to speed on what is and is not going to be murder when you're. Spouse, former spouse, sibling, child, child takes a life insurance policy out on you and you do have a right to say no. Yeah. But be careful if you say no still because you don't know what they'll do with that too. Like Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, but at least you'll know what's coming, right? Versus. Mm-hmm maybe not having any suspicion so yeah okay anyways the more you know i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, that will be if you guys need a a nice family conversation for some <laughs> upcoming holidays you're welcome mm-hmm. like, it's oh my hand just scared me in the back <laughs> <laughs> Do you see that? Yeah, I went like this, and I like <laughs> jumped Brilliant. at myself. That looks so creepy, doesn't it? It does. Ooh. No, I don't like it. Earlier, it's when you were talking, there. I don't know if you saw me in the lot. La- yeah, it'd be terrible. In the last episode, I like kept looking over my shoulder because so I could like see people walking past our gate, and and then I. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to look back on our ring camera because I kept hearing noises earlier at our door and it was freaking me out, but I had research to do so I like shoved it back in my brain. I'm kind of curious what's going on there. Maybe
1: someone's trying to take a life insurance policy.
0: Hello, would you like to... I'd like to take out a life insurance policy on you. I don't know you and I don't consent and you wouldn't gain... No, we live in the attic. Oh my...
1: (laughs) we financially benefit
0: off you oh my gosh ew 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 kitty (laughs) white that's so icky we've talked about those episodes too go (laughs) go back and listen but not right before bed no (laughs) okay okay we have to draw the line somewhere yes and that's it and that is it y'all thank you for (laughs) listening uh to this verbal story. (laughs) I'm sorry for having to share this with you, but it's what we do this week. So we just went for it and that's that. Yeah. And um, Thank you for sharing it. Mm -hmm. And you can, of course, follow us on Instagram at you're not paranoid. Email us your story. Like, do you know people who've taken out life insurance policies and it goes well, you know? Or is it always bad? <laughs> I'm assuming that there's some of both. Oh, can you imagine the life insurance policy people? They probably have to battle with so many people. Let's interview them. Do you know someone who works for a life insurance policy? If so, write into us. Write to us, or leave us a voicemail on yes. anchor.fm slash ynp. Yeah. Yeah. What Do I said. Do it. Do it. But for sure. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you, and we're excited to be back. Wait, will we be? This will. We'll this, be is out? Ooh, this is 99, I think. This is nine. Okay, y'all. It's oh, getting real. We're almost to episodes. Will you be there for it? <gasps> oh my gosh. Okay, we'll keep you posted. But we're super excited and pumped, and oh my gosh we'll save it for that episode but holy cow (laughs) we want you to be part of it so you can do it (laughs) oh my gosh okay well have a good whatever weekday good whatever morning (laughs) (laughs) well I don't know what that laugh was but I'm definitely tired (laughs) all right guys talk to you bye